Mic check. Guys, I wish I could be like happy and cheery and shit, but I can't. I'm recording this on Sunday morning after a really fucking annoying Saturday that I had. Um, I mentioned before about me finally starting to build a PC. My buddy came over to help build it. And by help build it, I mean do the entire fucking thing because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And after five hours of trying, it didn't work. Figured it's probably the power supply. Go return the power supply. Come back. And it kind of works. And by kind of, we mean that the case that I got has a faulty power button. And that's some fucking bullshit. So I am salty as shit. So something I thought was going to be up and running this weekend was not. That was one of the inconveniences I had yesterday. The second, and this is the one that hurts way more. All right. Y'all know that I am an avid collector of music, especially this Juggalo shit. I love having my physical copies. I don't have a lot of stuff that hasn't been in my collection yet. Stuff that I'm actively looking for, especially as far as like LPs goes. And my one white whale is From Us To You Cryptic Collection Holiday Edition. For those that don't know, this was given away at Big Ballas, I think, in 2009. It was either 2009 or 2010. And from what it sounds like, only about 100 copies exist. There were a number of bootlegged copies that circulated because of somebody who was very prominent in Psychopathic Traders. So it's kind of hard to find authentic ones unless you really know what you're looking for. A couple days ago, I came across one on eBay. The bid ended yesterday, Saturday. When I saw the original bid, it was at $102.50. That is a lot. But I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? I might be able to justify this. So my plan was to snipe it last minute. Can't tell you how much stuff I've secured by doing that. Cheap tactic. Yes. But sometimes it's a tactic I got to go with. So I had an alarm set for this motherfucker. And in the last five minutes, I'm staring at it, just waiting and waiting and waiting. I didn't want to bid as high as I did. But I was justifying it. I have some stuff that I can probably get rid of. I'm not going to lie, my final bid was going to be about 175 is that a lot for one CD? Yes. Granted, there were two other singles with it. I didn't care about the singles. I was honestly probably going to just try and resell those. But this was the CD that I was desperate to have. And with five seconds left, I didn't even get to put in my bid. It shot up from 165 to $238. And with three seconds left, 
$338. That is so far the biggest gut punch I have ever had with missing out on something. Like, I'm not going to lie. Maybe it's going to, maybe you're going to think I'm childish for this. Almost cried yesterday. That one was really, really rough to miss out on. I hate, I hate the fact that there's something in me that just wants to collect this stuff and have all this, you know, physical media that this is something that really gets to me. I shouldn't be surprised that the price went up that high. I've seen a copy circulate eBay before that was just there for $2.99. I never saw it sold, but it's not there now, which tells me that it probably was. So to the person who felt they needed to spend $338 on this CD, congratulations, but I hope that you were mildly inconvenienced for the rest of your fucking year. Because I fucking hate you. Moving on, we're four weeks removed from the release of Yum Yum Bedlam. That's what I would have said if four weeks ago Yum Yum Bedlam would have been released. So uh, we're four weeks removed from the release of Yum Yum Lore. Also something I would have said if Yum Yum Lore had been released on time. We were told two weeks after that the album had been submitted, so it should have been out by now. Still nothing. I don't know what's happening behind Psychopathic. At this point, I'm, I'm sounding like a broken record, and I'm getting annoyed by that. So, I feel like it does nothing for me to consistently bring up the fact that we haven't gotten anything yet. It's maybe that's shitty of me, but do I want to keep bringing up something that has no anticipated date? At this point, I mean, do, do we even know if Yum Yum Bedlam is going to come out in March? Like, I'm sorry, but you got a month and a half. If you couldn't even put out this EP that was supposed to help tie things over until then... What are we expecting? I know things aren't running as smoothly behind closed doors at Psychopathic, but for fuck's sake, man. The silence is what's the most bullshit thing about it all. That's that's all. Keep us in the loop, at least. Yeah, you're going to have people that are disappointed and just want you to drop the shit now, but the, I feel like the vast majority of the people are going to understand. <sighs> got some new music in. I got my physical copy of um, Eminem's Music to be Murdered by Side B. Remember, uh, I ordered the limited alternate cover from his site so that just came in I haven't ripped it yet but I mean I listened to the album for like the full week that it dropped so I know the music I just don't have it physically on my phone yet I'll get there 
I've just been too lazy. If y'all can't tell, I'm recording this one on my phone just because I have no drive today to put it on, uh, to get on the computer and do it. So I'm sorry if this audio is not as nice, but it's what we're working with right now. Uh, something else that I should acknowledge that got delayed, which is a bummer, um, especially since I've been a fan recently. Um, I was on Instagram and Joker. Um, his Make Juggle is Great project was supposed to be out this month, and it looks like uh, it got pushed also to March. Um, it seems that uh, he had a number of deaths in the family, um, which caused uh, some, a number of other delays. And because of that, and since he does pretty much everything on his own, um, he couldn't uh, he couldn't get things finished on his own schedule. He said that twelve songs are done, and the remaining ones are nearly done. So, you know, am I bummed a little bit? But I also don't want things to be rushed for the sake of meeting the deadline. I'd rather they be done correctly. Now. You might think that sounds hypocritical from what I'm saying about ICP. However, ICP told us back in October that shit was happening. And then we've gotten silence. So there is a bit of a difference there. I don't think that he's listening to this with Joker. I sincerely feel for you. Sorry that you had the losses in your family. Um, but hey, I, I am looking forward to that project. I know that it's going to be solid whenever it comes out. I'm looking forward to it. I did finally get to listen to the remaining two Joker albums um, that I had gotten. I'd listened to All the Orphans and Cave of Bones. All the Orphans was another um, album similar to Sing, Ethan Sing, where it wasn't, I don't think there was any rap on it at all. Um, and I dig it. I, th I prefer his rapping personally, but it's still like the dude is mad talented when he sings. Um, so he should not be slept on for that. Cave of Bones wasn't bad either. Um, I think I prefer a little bit of the earlier stuff. But it's still a really fucking good album. Um, I think uh, there was a couple tracks on there that, that stood out. I think uh, Make Way was a big one for me. And I think the one track was called Turn Against Me. Which was a remake of a song from... Mayhem Night, which I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I was like, why does this song sound familiar? And it's because it was just a remade updated version. I liked that. Very interesting. Got my copies of Red in. I say copies because remember, I ordered one with my Freak Show bundle. Ordered one the day of uh, Attack of the Ninjas. Now, I ordered the Symphony of Sympathy, and I also ordered the Volume 2 Rising Star CD, which I guess was something he released uh, prior to being signed. I haven't listened to that yet, but I did listen to Symphony of, of Sympathy, and I really... I'm very surprised that Twisted just signed him to the Welcome to the Underground sublabel, not Magic Ninja proper. Um, I hope that Twisted give him any and all tools that he could possibly ask for to succeed because goddamn dude is so so talented he has a unique style for rap that i admire a lot 
I think that he has a very good future on MNE, and I can't wait to see what else they do with him. I mean, we've gotten, you know, a smattering of him here and there. Uh, as I've mentioned before, he's been featured on Boondocks, um, the Liquor, Lies, and Legacy album. He was featured on the Riders album. So it only scratches the surface of what this dude can do. I mentioned before, the song Two Signs was a was a big standout for me. I really liked it a lot. And the majority, the the rest of the album is, is fucking great. But the other track that I really want to um, point out is Game Boy Color, which features uh, Gibby Stites. If you were, you know, one of those 90s kids, got your Game Boy, you're playing Pokemon... Man, they 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 really hit the nostalgia button for me. And that's a standout track for me. It might be my favorite track. I, I might like it more than two signs. I don't know. But yeah, Game Boy Color is weird. If I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the instrumental is actually based off of the Lavender Town um, song from Pokemon Red and Blue. I could be wrong. I, I very well might be, but I know the song is incredibly familiar. So I, I need to know, but I'm, that was the first thing that popped into mind. So I can't remember with any certainty, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Moving on, I got my albums from Super Famous Fun Time Guys. So I missed out on one of them. They sold out. I was super fucking bummed. But I did get the album uh, How Do You Fit a Cassette in a Discography and uh, KX Kurt Russell's Hangover which that is actually just a, a compilation it is the it is the full um, it is it is both Mr. Eight Legs and Whipsticks solo projects just put together on one disc with a couple um added songs from the group themselves. Uh, how do you fit a cassette in discography? I listened to that a handful of times and holy shit, I, I like their style a lot. Um, you guys know I complain a lot whenever there's like slow shit. There was no slow shit on this. There was, there was an energy on this that I was really feeling the whole time. And, yeah, it, it ticks a lot of the boxes that I want in rap. Um, th there is definitely some stuff that is not very PC. There is stuff that, I mean, we're not going to talk about these guys on, on Juggalo Judgment in the future, but w they would be called out for some shit. That's fair to say. Um, but it has, first off, there's a track called Crawl Space, which features someone called Crawl Dad. Uh, if I remember correctly, that's Billy Obey. Just oh no, I, it's not Billy Obey. It's uh, Lee Carver, rapping under a different um, a different moniker. Um, I like hearing uh, I like hearing people do something that they're not um, that's not their go to. So that's why I thought whenever Zol was doing uh, Ridas, I was like, they can nail that shit too. So I was cool with that. But this album has one of my favorite things in music. And that is where you get a song that is about depressing ass shit, 
but you play it to some happy ass sounding music. Oh my God. Tracks like, um, all right, for example, uh, the day that I die by good Charlotte, it's got a happy feel to it, but man, the lyrics are depressing as shit bullet by Hollywood undead is like the first song that I ever heard that was like that. And it just, man, I love it. The final track on this album is called positive and it's just like that. Like it might be my favorite track just because it is just so fucking silly and, and whatnot. I don't, I don't care. It's, it's fun. If you can find that track, go and listen to it. Unfortunately, it's not, this, this album is not on YouTube music. I don't know why. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's on other like streaming services, you know, or go ahead and buy that album. I think that they have copies of it on their site. Maybe I don't remember if they sold that sold out of that one or not. But the other album, uh, K X Kurt Russell's hangover. So K is Misery Eight Legs solo album and Kurt Russell's hangover is Whipsticks. And I honestly preferred uh, Mr. Eight Legs over Whipstick. I don't know what it was. I, I just think it might have been his style. I think that they're really good when they're paired up together. But Whipstick, I think, was just... Th there was something about his his side of the album that just wasn't for me. Not saying it was bad. It's just I strongly preferred Mr. Eight Legs more than that. That said, I mean, these guys can fucking... They can they can roast motherfuckers like crazy. Um, the track uh, "Jump," which was on Whipsticks, which actually features Eight Legs on it, that was one of the ones that made me really want this album. It samples "Jump" by you know Criss Cross, so that's two songs um, that have sampled "Jump" recently that I've been a huge fan of. The other one being "Dump Dump" by Riders. But um, I'm not gonna lie, one of my favorite tracks from this was actually. The final track, which was a new uh, a new song called Monster Mash, which features Donnie Menace and Buckshot. It doesn't need to be said anymore. I love Buckshot. Buckshot is fucking dope. And God, he he killed his he killed his part on that. I should also uh, bef before I even really get to say it, Double Dragon just came out. The project between um, Buckshot and Kung Fu Vampire. I haven't gotten mine yet, um, but it did ship. So next. Um, Next episode, I will be able to talk about that because I should be getting it on, I think, on Tuesday. So I'm looking forward to that. I've already seen people get their bundles in, and that merch is so fucking good. I love it. So excited. But regardless, but, but super famous fun time, guys. I, I like them. I'm very excited uh, to see what else they come up with. Their new album comes out on, um, what is it, the 5th of February? Um, don't hug me from the front. That's released on long live evil. So if you want to check them out, um, they do have, uh, they do have their single brainless, which features Billy Obey. And there's another track that just came out. I actually didn't get to listen to it yet. Um, somehow I missed it, but, um, they have a new video that's out as well to help promote that album. So go ahead and check them out. They are, they're definitely going to hit, uh, they're going to, they're going to press the right buttons for, for the juggalo world. Um, they are going to be performing actually for Alazola Lou's, um, pay-per-view show. So curious to see how, uh, how they are. Cause I've never seen them live. So I'm very, uh, I'm very intrigued to see what their style is like, uh, when they perform. 
I also need to point out, I didn't get to hear it yet, but a new song came out by Oh The Horror this week, and I heard the sample of it the day before it was released, and less screaming, more like just kind of heavy alternative sound. That 30 seconds was enough for me to be like, yo, this is what I want to hear. Something about their their first album just did not resonate with me. And I really wanted to, to give it a shot, but I just couldn't get past the screams. I think the dude's got a really good voice, but the, the scream parts just aren't for me. And I can take it in, in you know small doses, but just I wasn't feeling it for this one. But the new track, like I said, I only heard a sample of it on Instagram and... I, I need to listen to it. I should have done it before I hopped on this. I'm sorry that I didn't so I could give a better, you know, reasoning for my thoughts. But it's, it's, I'm going to be checking it out. Like I will. I know that I will. I just remember like hearing the sample and being like, whoa, this is the same band. So I'm very intrigued to see how, um, to see what they do with their, um, with, with their next release. Um, you got to think that, I mean, the first the first album that they came out with had tracks that were at least a year old. I mean, the tracks that were made with Blaze and Jamie Madrox were made in, I think, like 2019. Um, I think the one may have been in 2018, actually. So it was stuff that they, like, had made. Um, and obviously they wanted to put those on there because you know, figuring feature Magic Ninja artists, uh, they're going to want to have those on there. It makes sense. I get it. So... Last CD that I want to talk about is the one that I t waited fucking three months to get. And yes, I already talked about Red. Now this freak show, Disturbed in Our Herd, celebration of 20 years. This was the B-sides CD stuff that Fritz had found logged in his crusty dusty computer that was made during the freak show sessions. You got six tracks here. One is just an intro, 30 second intro. And I really hate to say it, but this might be one of the biggest disappointments that I've gotten in CD form in recent memory. This stuff was not made in 2000. Parts of it may have been. Overall, no. Track 8 featuring Legs Diamond. It's literally called Track 8. So fucking stupid. I hate that. Um, obviously, Legs, his his stuff would have been done back then. He's on the chorus. Madrox's part probably was also old. But Paul cannot fake his voice from 2000 for nothing. It was easily something that was done nowadays and you can't tell me that it's not like i've been listening to this music for 15 years i know how your voice sounds i can tell when stuff was made this is something made recently the instrumental may have been old but even that's a bit hard to tell to be completely honest madrox i think could fake his voice from 2000 if he wanted to 
He very well might have for a number of these tracks. But I knew from track eight, this was not going to be old stuff. Altogether sounds like a demo for Falling Apart, which is fine. You have the track uh, Bad Luck Magnet, which was uh, featuring Blaze. Blaze's verse sounds like old Blaze. And the reason I say that is because Blaze is fucking yelling like he did all the way like up through Colton Grundy. Blaze does not yell anymore, so if it happens, I get very, very excited. I don't want him to ruin his fucking voice. That's probably one of the reasons why he stopped doing it. But it's welcome every now and then. So his verse probably was old. The other ones, I don't know. I don't know. You got remixes for Leave Me Alone and Bags. I actually really liked them, though. Leave Me Alone was one of my one of my favorite tracks from Freak Show, so hearing a different mix on it is very cool. Anytime you hear a remix, you're like, oh, how are they going ru- to like ruin this track? You can still like the original one. You know, it's not like it, it ruins the song for you. You still have the regular song. But I really enjoyed the remixes for this. Um, the Leave Me Alone Toilet Money mix is... It, it, it adds a bit more like there there's more what the fuck's the word i want to use like it feels it feels more full in a weird way and i like it a lot i really really do do i like it more than the original i don't know probably not but it's still a very good mix but bags uh the vampire vamp mix vamp vampiret vampiret mix I think I might like that more than the original because I never really cared for the track bags. But this was a fun mix. The The chorus is mixed a little bit weird because they they chopped it up a bit um, and put it in in, uh, in half time. But I, I didn't mind it. I think I may prefer the remix of bags more than the original. Sue me. But... Overall, this project pisses me off. I don't think that this was stuff that was generally made back then. I think they may have tried to recapture some of the magic that they had during that, you know, those recording sessions and like, oh, we did something this way. Let's get back in that headspace. But it's not stuff that was made then. Maybe the instrumentals were. Maybe some of the verses were. Not the whole project. I think hiding this behind an $80 bundle is one of the biggest slaps in the face surrounding this. I really do. Guys, I love Twisted. I love Magic Ninja. I think that they have done about 95% of things right. I really do. Like... There's going to be people who are just going to say that all, all I do is, you know, hype up Twisted and M&E so much. I got their dicks in my mouth, you know, so hard. And, hey, we've said this on Juggalo Judgment before. We give credit where credit's due. We will call them out for their bullshit if it's, if it's shown. We've done that since day one, and I'm doing it here. We didn't need this lunchbox bundle. We didn't. The merch is okay. I haven't worn my socks yet. <laughs> the pin's cool. 
the little um, vinyl figure is interesting. Although I kind of wish that it was packaged the same way as the Boondocks one. Um, because since it just came in a little plastic bag without like any label or anything, I'm more inclined to open this one. But I got nowhere to put it. Um, the face mask. I've found that I don't care for those sublim uh, sublimated masks that are too big. Because they just fit very awkward. Give me those. Uh, give me the embroidered ones that that are thicker. I like those ones more. So I'm probably not going to wear this. The coin was okay. I didn't get one of. I wasn't one of the the one of ten that got a, another special coin. Whatever. Hiding this behind eighty dollars for essentially five songs, three of which were songs we'd never heard. Um. Is very disappointing. I think the people who got the cassette tape, the the hundred people or so that got the cassette tape um, for the freak show experience, probably had it better. But again, it's a cassette. You weren't going to be able to get. Um, you know, most people don't have a cassette player, so they probably hadn't even heard it. A lot of people probably still have that sealed. I don't open cassettes. I have nothing to play them in, so I don't care. But I'm, I'm saying it here. This should not have been hidden behind $80. Um, the fact that when I had last seen, like a month and a half ago, that half of those bundles were still there, I'm very curious if they're ever going to put those ones on sale or if they're going to just separate the stuff individually to try and recoup some of it. Yes, Freak Show is quite possibly Twisted's most well-known album from a wide scale. And I understand that for the 20th anniversary, we want to do something big. I don't know if this is one of the ones that they have the rights to. Remember back uh, actually five years ago, they released a 15th anniversary edition of Freak Show. If I remember correctly, it's just the CD with a different cover art. There's nothing special with it. It wasn't remastered, nothing like that. It was just a quick, like, sell. So I don't know if they have the masters to that album to where they could really do, my, like, much more. This was probably just a cash grab. I hate to say that. I really do. And I love Twisted. You guys have heard me praise them for so much shit. So, Twisted, if you're hearing this right now, I mean, I am... Not a hater. I've I've supported y'all since before you left Sion. I'm continuing to do so now. I'm looking forward to any and all projects you're coming out with. But man, this left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. It's just how I feel. So. Unfortunately, this is another short week, guys. I got nothing else to really talk about. This was kind of just a sucky week, to be completely honest. Had... You know, not a whole lot that I was excited about and fell flat. But that's life. We move on. As always, we appreciate you guys listening to Juggalo Judgment and Mike Check. And, uh, you know, spending your time with us. If it wasn't for that. 
I don't know, probably still keep making this show, but <laughs> it would just be less fun. As always, hit us up on the social medias, wherever you want. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Juggalo Judgment, all of those. JuggaloJudgment at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. And if you want to hit me up personally, you can hit me up on Twitter at MikeSpawn, the S-E-J, or on my Instagram at StraightEdgeJuggalo. Hit me up. Let's talk about Juggalo shit. Let's talk about anything and everything under the sun. Because guess what? I don't have a lot of friends that I get to talk to nowadays because of quarantine and shit. So um, talking about this stuff with you know random people is kind of fun. I've probably started talking to about a dozen or so people ever since starting Juggalo Judgment. And you know what? That's 12 more people that I didn't know before I started doing the show. So... Thank you guys as always. You guys help keep me sane and it's fun to just chat about the shit. Also, I want to point this out. Um, I've mentioned that I'm on it before, but I haven't in a while. But uh, TikTok, if anybody's got TikTok, go ahead and follow me there. It's also um, Straight Edge Juggalo. I actually had a, a pretty successful TikTok uh, earlier this week. I was trying to get a trend started among the Juggalos. And it's got like 1,500 views so far. It was pretty cool, and I got some people doing duets of it um, and using the audio. I wanted this to be a really, really big one, so go ahead and check it out. If you go to my page, um, you'll see in the uh, in the picture it'll say Juggalo Trend. So go ahead and check that out if you're on TikTok and uh, you know duet it or or use the audio, whatever you want, so that you know more people can see it. I want to get more people in the Juggalo community. I also want to ask a quick question though. Is it normal for people to try and set up like various clicks? Like, oh yeah, join my Juggalo family. Join the the blah, blah, blah fam. Maybe it's because I wasn't around back in the earlier days, but that just seems dumb to me. Like, why are you going to have like separate clicks? Because that just seems like you're just, you know, separating off of various people to have, you know, whether it's just a title or what, or, you know, Oh, we don't we don't fuck with the 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 Blue Street crew. I don't fucking know what I'm saying. It's just it's just silly to me. That's that's all. But yeah, that's all I gotta say. Stay safe, everybody. We're still it's 2021, but we're still trucking along. Just do what you can to stay safe. Keep the ones around you safe. And um, we will see you guys uh, next week with another episode of Juggalo Judgment, y'all. Peace.